Hi everyone, we hope you are doing fine. Um, before we start this podcast episode, we would like to ask in general how you guys are doing, um, how you're holding up in this situation. We saw that a few couples were able to close the distance. We also fear that things might develop into another direction. Why am I saying this? Uh, for example, Germany is going to go into a hard lockdown from tomorrow on, so 16th of December, because numbers are not approving at all. So it's just getting worse, the situation here. Um, we are fine. My family is fine. So it's all good. Friend friends are fine as well. Uh, we saw it coming. Um, and as Germany is going to go into a hard lockdown, the Netherlands will as well, for example, than I think some other European countries as well. So we really, really hope that there's going to be an exception for, yeah, couples like you, couples still dating on long distance and um, that whatever plan you had or whatever plan you have to see each other again, that you will be able to fulfill it. Um, so we're crossing fingers for all of you guys. Please stay strong and take into account that no matter how difficult the situation is, and we know how difficult it is, stay strong. And yeah, you are working on the same goal. So um, with this said, we would love to get some feedback, how you guys are holding up. Um, just feel free to write us on Instagram on international love story or to leave us uh, an email international love story at gmail.com and if there's anything we can help you guys with just let us know and as we said before in other episodes we are here to help so really feel free to contact us if anything and in general you will find some advice on our instagram account so we created a guide for you guys um check it out let us know if you'd like us to add anything one advice we talk about quite often is to act like individuals so of course you depend on your partner and your partner's depending on you but Don't create everything around your partner, if that makes sense. Because it's still important to be an individual and to act like one. Um, it's also important to grow as an individual. And this topic is a topic that has many faces, if you could say so. After all, make sure when closing the distance, that you're closing the distance because you both feel that you're ready for it, for example. Um, don't close the distance because you feel like you have to, that it might lead into another direction. Do it because the time is right and do it at a stage in your life where you know that you as an individual, that you are prepared for it, that you are ready for it. Because one of the worst things that can happen to you as a couple is that you will find 
yourself blaming the other or the other way around obviously and this is something we are going to talk about with the couple in today's episode enjoy this conversation and feel free to leave us some feedback welcome to international love story a podcast about long distance relationships my name is ignacio and my name is christina Today, we are welcoming Ankit and Colleen, currently living in France and Montreal. Thank you so much for joining us today. And yeah, we hope you're doing fine. Let's just dive right into it. If you'd like to introduce yourself, just go ahead. Sure. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for having us on the show. We're super excited to be here. I'm Colleen. I'm an American who is currently living in Paris, France. I'm doing my master's at Sciences Po studying communications. And I'm Ankit. I'm, I'm an Indian living in Montreal, and I'm doing my PhD in machine learning at Université de Montréal. And you guys are hosting a podcast as well. This is how we connected because we found you on Instagram. Your podcast is called the LDR podcast, and you're sharing not only um, personal things about yourself, but also you are interviewing experts in several topics. And we just think it's very fascinating that you guys share so many details, not only of your personal life, but also sharing other stories and yeah, sharing this with the LDR community in general. And as we had the pre-call last week already, just amazing to get to know you guys a little bit better, to get to know your story. For us, it was just very inspiring how you basically deal with different challenges in the long-distance uh, relationship, on your long-distance relationship. And the story of how you met is also a very special one because... Yeah, you met as co-workers and from there on, things just developed the way they did. Yeah, it wasn't love at first sight. It was co-workers at first sight, but it <laughs> it was pretty soon after for me, once we started working together, that I started to feel sparks for Ankit. But because we were in a startup and there was only 10 of us working together and we would hang out all the time on weekends and Friday nights after work, we would always have happy hours at the office. It was, it felt too much like a risk for me to ask on kid out because if it went wrong, then it would just be such a nightmare. And I was just super oblivious. She still gave me a lot of hints. Yes. I missed a lot of those hints. <laughs> How so, for example? Like one night I was out with my girlfriends and, you know, had too much to drink at a bar and called on Kim was like, where are you? You should come meet me at a bar right now. You should come. And his roommate at the time was like, that's a booty call. Like she wants you to go there because she likes you. And Ankit was like, no, no, it's just a friend. Why don't you come with me? So I was <laughs> quite in shock when Ankit showed up, <laughs> our friend, and I was like, I was not expecting this. I couldn't believe that you liked me. Like I, <laughs> I needed very hard evidence for me to be convinced that that is true. 
Yeah. So there are many instances like that, or the the most painful one for me was one time um, all of us coworkers went out together to a bar and I ended up missing my train home. So Ankit and our friend who lived together invited me to stay over at their apartment. And I did. And then at one point in the middle of the night, Ankit got out of his room to like go get something to drink. And then I followed him back into his room and was just sitting on his bed. And then he went into a chair, like the farthest corner possible away from me as I'm like sitting there being like, I wish you would come kiss me. Like, you can come over anytime. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't want to make you feel awkward or make you feel weird. Because <laughs> for me, it was like, oh, I have my coworker over and I have to be very careful that I don't do anything weird. <laughs> Otherwise, this can go bad. So you thought about doing something weird, though. It's not like you didn't have the thought, right? I mean, of course, I find her very attractive. I just never thought that I had a shot, really. (laughs) Yeah. So it took me getting the job offer in Chicago. And that was the moment that I was like, screw it. If I ask him out and it's a weird first date, like, fine, then I'm going to move to Chicago and I'm going to use the dating apps there and probably never see this guy again. And then the first date was just, you know, on kit doesn't see it as the best first date, but I had an amazing time. And then we ended up seeing each other every single day until I moved to Chicago. And it was like the fourth day of what we call the nine day streak that he was like, that we both were like, oh no, like this is, this is going to be, I think a relationship that's actually really serious. Yeah. I listened to your bonus episode you published a few days ago. And I also know why Anki thought that he basically ruined the first real date. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was it four or was it five Long Island iced teas after all? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think you had too many to count, my friend. I was very impressed. And the tough part was he he was sitting, we were sitting down, we're at a rooftop bar and we were sitting. So he just kept like taking these Long Island iced teas one after the other. And then the second he stood up at the end of the night, it like all hit him at once. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, I made a mistake here. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, after all, you managed to start a relationship. So seems like you couldn't scare her. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So Colleen, what happened afterwards? I mean, you went to Chicago to start the new job. Yes. While Ankit unfortunately had to stay. And that was the day, more or less, you started the long distance relationship. How did you manage So we tried to take the pressure off ourselves as much as possible. And we did that by saying, like, um, when we first said, okay, let's try this, we said, let's give it until Christmas time. And at Christmas, we can reevaluate. And if it's going really south, then, you know, we can just let it go. But it, it was nice enough to, like, have a window of time. So that way, we gave ourselves an out. So no one felt too much pressure of like, now we're starting this thing as I'm starting a new job in a new city. What is this all going to look like? So for me, that was super helpful. Yeah, for me as well. It's just really nice to not feel like it's weird if you just start a relationship and it comes with a lot of pressure. That Mm -hmm. just 
that's a recipe for disaster. You want to take it slow. You want to give each other some space. Yeah. And I think us deciding the December revaluation criteria was a very good step towards that. So you didn't um, set yourself under pressure. You try to take things a little bit slow. And in December, you realize that you basically belong together and that you want to keep on the way um, you did before. Yeah, it actually wasn't too far after Christmas that we ended up saying I love you to each other. How did it feel the first time you said it? Well, I loved him for a very long time. I knew that I loved him for a very long time. So for me, it like, was the most ultimate relief. I was really nervous. If I had Long Island iced teas around me, I would probably have four. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was, I was in Chicago. I was just about to leave back for Boston. Just in case it went bad and she didn't feel the same way, I made sure that I said it at the end of my trip. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I would have to just stay with you for one day <laughs> awkwardly. <laughs> so at the end of the trip, I was about to leave and I was I was bracing myself to say it. And she kind of, she guessed I was going to say it. And then she just said, say it. <laughs> i was sitting on his lap and i felt his heart going like nine like out of nowhere like again this was like our last 10 minutes together before he was going to take the bus to the airport and all of a sudden we're sitting in silence and his heart just starts going 90 miles an hour and the same thing happened the first time he kissed me so i was like <laughs> something's about to happen he's gonna say i love you and i've been dying to say it so i was like say it just say it Say it, say it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then I said it and then she said it back and it was good. It wasn't what I feared. Yeah. Yeah, but what did you fear for in general? Like, I mean, did you really think in that moment um, that things could develop a different way than they did? Yeah, because I didn't know. I like I said, I in the beginning when we were co-workers, I didn't think that she would be into me. And I I think I still carried a little bit of that in my mind until that point. And I still I always thought maybe things maybe she doesn't feel the same way. Maybe she was like, maybe we'll she needs more time or we we're just dating, we're having fun. So maybe when I say it, she'll say something like, not there yet. And then <laughs> and and I was also then thinking about if she does say that, what do I say? And how does that go? So I had like this whole different bunch of scenarios in my head. I, I tend to do that for everything. <laughs> It looks like you didn't know in that moment that um, Colleen was looking forward to start a relationship with you while you were just, so to speak, friends. So it seems like... Most probably you guys talked it out afterwards and then you figured out that Colleen had feelings for you a long time before you actually developed feelings. I guess we were in a relationship for a long time. It's just like in the beginning we were dating. Like once we decided to do the long distance relationship, we started dating. And then we took a road trip to Chicago from Boston at one point. And at that time, I felt like I fell in love with Colleen, but then I wasn't sure if, because culturally I, I see that in American culture, it's usually a very big deal when someone says, I love you. So I wasn't sure 
if this is the right time? Should I wait until I'm sure that she feels it back? And I was just super nervous about it for a few weeks until I eventually said it. But actually, Anka, does that mean in India that, and like you say, I love you a lot sooner? And like, it maybe doesn't hold as much weight? Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't have the scare factor. (laughs) What's the scare factor? (laughs) Like in, in like movies and shows, in American movies and shows, I've seen if someone says, I love you, and the other one person doesn't feel it, the other person gets super scared. Like this, this is some huge amount of commitment I'm not ready for. And they just like bolt. Like that, that's what my impression of it has always been. So that's like, I picture it as a very scary thing for someone who doesn't feel it the same way. Whereas it, I don't picture that to be the case in India, where if someone doesn't feel the same way, sure, you'll feel rejected, but I, I don't see the same kind of reaction. I don't know. I, I feel like that's thinking about it. I'm sure people have the same reaction. I think it's just, I've seen that scenario way more in uh, American movies. So that kind of biased my thinking there. <laughs> just have to smile a little bit because um, I'm just comparing American movies and Bollywood movies <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. It's just like, very interesting how you describe it because I can only agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's still a cultural difference between America and India in general. And uh, seeing you guys, how you're managing this cultural difference is just amazing, I must say. Um, because first of all, I mean, Anke, last time you were telling that your English improved a lot. And listening to you now, I'm like, he's speaking fluent like it's like he's speaking English his whole life already like wow it's it's crazy that you somehow met in the middle and you adapt and not only to each other but there are also several other things you have to adapt to and including the cultural difference and um, we're going to talk about that later but we know already what's going to come and that's also a very interesting topic what you're planning for next year um to to bring it together basically and to have a mix of two cultures and yeah but I can only agree with that I mean the one thing is what you see and then the other thing is what you experience yeah and for me like especially too because his English was so well and I only knew Ankit in the United States it actually was pretty bumpy for me at the beginning of the relationship to actively remind myself he's not an American like stop having these expectations of like things that he says or things that he does because he's from a completely different place but because he adapted so well and for me there was no culture shock that I had I always joked with him all the time I'm like are you sure you're not from New Jersey or something like I don't understand like you just fit so well into the culture, which again, I had to remind myself, like he's not from here. So stop, you have to stop acting like you're from the same culture because you're not. Yeah, because I'd already been in the US for two years before uh, I met Colleen. And in those two years, I had a lot of practice mm-hmm. with the language and the culture. And I knew a lot of the culture even before I moved to the US because I always consumed a lot of 
American media. A, a lot of American movies and shows. I'd been watching them for probably 10 years. Yeah, but to be fair, like I'm in France for a year and a half at this point, and I am nowhere near absorbed into the culture the same way that you have absorbed yourself into. Like, there's no way anyone would look at me and be like, oh my gosh, like she could be French. Like she could have grown up here. Like that that would never in a million years cross anyone's mind. That's because you're not talking French with your roommates. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, my English is easier. So it's easier to learn as well because um, French is a language for itself. <laughs> and I've, I've spoken English all my life, just in an academic setting. Like my school was an English medium school. Uh, with my teachers, we spoke in English. We, we had a fairly rigorous English teaching. So it, it wasn't horrible. It's just I didn't have practice speaking it informally with friends and so on. So it was like my accent and the fluency and certain things that you use in spoken English. I just didn't have the practice of that. So that is easier to catch up on than just learning a language from scratch. So I did not learn it from scratch. So that makes a big difference as well. And then you guys had to say goodbye again. So Ankit went back home and Colleen stayed in Chicago. Yes. And how did it develop from there on? So even though we met in Boston, Chicago is definitely the city we fell in love. And mm -hmm. like, we just have such fond memories of our time in Chicago. Just like they were, it was our honeymoon stage and it was my first time living in that city. And it's just such a cool city. If you guys ever have the chance to go, I don't know if you've been yet, but Chicago, Oh, do not go in the winter, but <laughs> from like April to October, it's amazing. <laughs> and you lived in a beautiful spot of the city. She lived yeah. just by the lake. So she yeah. could like get out and just walk two minutes to the lake, which is arguably one of the best places to be in Chicago. So yeah. you, you, you're, you're also kind of biased by that because you had this amazing location. And in the other direction, you had this whole set of, amazing restaurants so you really lucked out and we really lucked out because we get, got to spend our initial days of our relationship in that place yeah and then the next biggest hurdle for us was when Ankit got accepted into his PhD program in Montreal and We knew it was going to add a certain level of difficulty because he's not an American citizen. So him leaving the country meant that when he wanted to come back in, he would need to get a visitor's visa. And it was a tough decision for you to pick University of Montreal because you also had an opportunity in the U.S. So you would have had the opportunity to stay. And there's aspects of it that would have made our future easier, but it was the better opportunity for you to go. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough tough decision. Because on the one hand, if I lived in the US, a lot of immigration related things that we have to deal with becomes so much easier. We don't have to like, there's a lot of restrictions that come with a visitor's visa. Mm -hmm. And I don't I have very few, like, it's always, it's always a gamble, whether I'll be allowed in the country or not, based on 
what the border control officer feels like. I always feel that way. But if I had decided to stay in the US, a lot of these things would have been easier. Mm. But this was a better choice for my career and for our future that we want to spend together. If I have a better career, if I have a better education, we can do better for each other. You basically made this decision together. So you, Ankit, involved Colleen, obviously, in, in your decision. but. On the other hand, you knew that on the long run, this is the way to decide for. This is the direction you both are going because on the long run, you'll be able to, to live together. And um, yeah, because paperwork, unfortunately, is always a thing. But um, hopefully it will be much yeah. easier from there on. So. One thing about us is a lot of our career decisions are just our decisions. So I, I don't, does we, we, we have these discussions together, but any decision I make for my career is my responsibility alone. And what Colleen is deciding is hers. We try not to block each other with what we want to do with our lives. We still want to make sure that both of us can live our lives to the fullest, but we still want to keep each other into consideration. So we, we still yeah. talk about it. And if through my discussion with Colleen, it turned out that this would mean a very big problem in my personal life that would have affected my decision as well. Yes. But I think it's something that I'm really grateful for too, because then it made it a lot easier for me to turn around a year later and be like, okay, well, Now it's my turn to make a huge decision for my future and I'm going to move us even farther apart and I'm going to go move to France for grad school. And I also, so I was deciding between Sciences Po and NYU and NYU is actually where Ankit did his master. So obviously he has a tie to the university and I know he loves New York and obviously it would have been so much easier for us if I was in New York, but At the end of the day, the, the opportunity here was just, just a little bit better. And it made it easier for me to make that decision because it felt like my decision to make. It never felt like I had to be like, this is what I want. Is that okay with you? It was always like, yeah, this is what I'm There's no pressure from me. Right. And that's nice because you, you should be free to choose your own future and do what you want. And I'll be there for you. Right. And... I mean, those are decisions you can only make knowing that the love is strong enough and that you guys will survive because um, you're not only a couple, you're also individuals. So you have to take care of yourself. And I think the worst that can happen is that at some point you will find yourself and questioning yourself like, what if, what if I would just have uh, decided differently? Um, make my own decision, if you could say so. Um, and the way you go is just perfect because once you are settling and hopefully soon going to live together, um, you know that you first took care of yourselves in order to live the life together you wish for. And that's so, so important. And I think most 
or a lot of couple, not most of the couple, but a lot of couples, they just lose the focus on their selves as well as individuals. Definitely. And I think too, in the United States, we have a real, it's something that I've noticed living in Europe. Europeans do a much better job at specifically European women. They don't lose themselves. Whereas American women have a tendency to lose themselves in their family. And there's like an expectation for the woman to give up herself for her husband and her kids. Whereas in Europe, you definitely see women who put their careers first and that's not like a scandalous thing. It's pretty normal here. And so for me, because there was a period when I was living in Chicago that I was just applying for jobs in Montreal because I was not happy at my job in Chicago. And I was like, all right, how do I just get to Montreal at this point? And the option at that point was to be a nanny. And I was like, I already did that as an au pair when I was 23. Like, I don't want to do that again. Like I can either take the easy way out and move there, but then resent him because now I'm doing something that I don't love just to be with him. Or maybe it takes a little bit longer for us to end up back together, but we'll be happier in the long run because we made these decisions for ourselves. Exactly. When did you move to France, Colleen? I moved in August of 2019. And the plan is to stay for like, I think that's also important because like to set a timeline, right? <laughs> that is the big question. So oh. currently I have to apply for an internship. So uh, my final semester of classes is this semester. And the next semester I have to do an internship and I can do it anywhere in the world, essentially. So I have mm -hmm. been applying to Canada, but because I don't have the Canadian work visa, because we're not married yet, I can't. They, I'm just no used to them. And I get it because by the time they get my visa, the internship would be over. So I'm mostly looking in France. And then I'm supposed to graduate next June. And that's kind of the big mysterious hurdle for us to get over because yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure whether I'm going to be in the US or France or Canada, which is also a bit tricky because we're getting married in Connecticut next September. And obviously we'd be hoping that when we get married, that means we get to finally close the gap, but also taking into consideration that the best opportunity for me might not be in Montreal. And now that I've just gone to school for two years, I can't just throw away all But what I've set myself up for in order, again, to just move in, to be together, like I have to make sure that this is setting me up for a great career. And I, I guess at that point, I can also. So one of the discussions we've had is that she's there's some uncertainty about where Colleen is going to end up. And for me right now, things are more stable and I can actually consider moving to a different part of Canada or also spend large parts of my time in France if she ends up in France and so on. So we can think about how that goes. Yeah. But the goal is to close the gap. And so the final timeline would be when Anke graduates, because then he will be joining the workforce. And that's when we will really be trying to settle somewhere and really start our life together. So that's why it's kind of this weird thing of, Should I just stay in France while he finishes school because I'll be able to pay back more of my student loans if I'm earning in euros as opposed to the Canadian dollar? 
Or do I go back to the States and kind of start setting up a life for ourselves because we know that's eventually where we want to end up? Or am I able to find a great job in Canada that I we can just go ahead and start that life? So whenever anyone's like, so what are your plans after school? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> but we have certain hopes. We hope that after Colleen graduates, we'll close the gap and we'll be married and everything will be fine. But we also know that sometimes real life doesn't go as we planned. And that's okay. We will make the best of whatever happens. So you go with the float, so to speak, because you know that there are certain things you can't change. Totally. Yeah. And so certain things you cannot know. So it's instead of being upset because it's this is really hard. The stuff that we are doing and the the circumstances around the world, it's really hard. If you really want things to go your way and they don't go your way, it can be really crushing. So you have to be a little flexible these days. Just be happy and make the best of what happens. That's how we see it. And two, if three years ago that Ankit, you would be in Montreal and I would be in France, I we would not believe you. We'd be very confused because those those were not our trajectories three years ago. So we, I think... We just have to keep an open mind for our future. Like I could be in the UK, like who knows? Like I could be in a random country, you know what I mean? So I think both of us really like moving and we like exploring different countries. So we just try to stay as open-minded as possible and just, you know, just stay optimistic that we're going to find really great opportunities, especially too with the job market that I will be joining in six months. I'm not looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah, for the internship, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can understand. It's a little bit difficult right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, as I said before, and this is also something you talked about in your bonus episode, which I really, really enjoyed. It was super interesting, like really interesting, um, that you can't really plan and that you basically just go with the flow and see what's going to happen next. And that you try not to be frustrated if things are not working out according to to a plan, because after all, there is no the plan to go for. Um, and what I really enjoyed in your last episode, so in your bonus episode, was um, when Colleen told how she, or the moment she was sure that Ankit is the one for her, that he is the man she wants to spend her life with. And it was so beautiful. And it was like, really, I listened to this episode. I was like, wow, I got goosebumps. It was amazing. <laughs> Seriously, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, if you could repeat that for everyone who's listening right now. Yeah, of course. So Like I said, like I knew for a very long time that I loved Ankit, but like this was the moment that I was like, oh, this is the guy that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. So I moved to Chicago October 23rd of 2017. And I moved into an unfurnished studio apartment and was super excited, ordered all my furniture online, you know, was sleeping on an air mattress that I borrowed from my friend and was just waiting for everything to arrive so I could set it up. And I'm a pretty handy person. And I like that those kind of projects of putting stuff together. But my bed arrived and it was a full-size bed. 
And I did not know this, but there were like four screws. Two of them were slightly shorter than the other, but they were so close. Like you had to actually look at all four of them to notice the difference. And it turns out I had put two on the wrong end of the bed. And for some reason, I could not get this bed together. And I was so frustrated. And I called Ankit and was just really bummed. And my dad passed away um, in 2014. So that was just three years later. And I was like, Ugh, I just wish my dad was here. My dad was such a handy person. He was a machinist. He could have whipped this bed together in 30 minutes. It's moments like these that I really miss him. And like, it really hits me that he's gone. And I was like, just really bummed and upset about this bed. And then the next thing I know, I get a message from Ankit with his flight information. And I was like, what is this? And he bought tickets. So I think I called him like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And he bought tickets for that Saturday to fly in at 9am and to fly out by 5pm, just so he could help me put the bed together and then go back home. I was just astounded. Like before Ankit, I was on the dating apps and I was just meeting really really terrible people. So my bar was already so low. And then to have this guy who flew halfway across the country to help me put this bed together when, you know, it meant more than just the bed. It was like, this person is seeing me at my most vulnerable and is doing everything in his power to change that. And I was like, this is my life partner someone who's willing to drop everything to help me when I need it like that. I was just blown away by it. And I think those are also the moments you realize that distance after all doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. Because you feel so close to each other. I mean, of course there are miles um, separating you, but you just feel close and you know that if anything happens that this significant other will support you um as you said colleen um i mean you made some dating experience before as well as i did i could never have had imagined that i will find myself in a relationship dating a latin american man yes i'm talking dating <laughs> <laughs> a latin american man on long distance um putting all my hopes all my fears somehow um in this person sitting next to me right now so yeah we close the distance but um it's just like incredible um to think about that at some point we dated on long distance and yeah. we felt so close to each other that it didn't matter after all it didn't matter i knew that yeah it happens i could always call him and he would do whatever possible to cheer me up and to support me, to make me feel better and the other way as well. So I would do the same for him, obviously, as well. And um, it just, there's a strong bond. Um, no one really can explain. And the moment you, you feel it and the moment you realize it, you know that no matter what's going to happen and if like the current situation shows, I mean, there's, COVID, um, we do have to deal with several things going on. Um, Ankit is in Montreal right now, Colleen is in uh, Paris. You guys really don't know when exactly you're going to close distance, where you're going to live. But 
it doesn't matter because you know that you will live together at some point, maybe not in one year, maybe not in two years, but you know that you will support each other meanwhile. Exactly. And that's so important. Crazy. Yeah. And I think that's like what, because people, and I'm sure people said the same thing to you guys, like, I don't know how you could do it. I could never do a long distance. And that was me before long distance. I was like, I would never want to do long distance. That doesn't sound appealing to me. And I think too, I mean, we also didn't know that it was going to be three years long distance plus. We we still don't know when it's going to end, but I think because we don't look at it the big picture, like we don't think to ourselves, like, what if we do long distance for the next 10 years? Like we just kind of take it like day by day. Am I still happy with this person? Like, does this person and this relationship still fulfill me and bring me joy? And it's it's just so crazy how a relationship in a computer essentially brings you way more joy than a relationship in real life. And I think once you find that rare person that you can have that kind of relationship with, then you totally get it and you understand why they work. And this is also the reason why you'll get married next year. Yes. So excited for that. So next year in September, you'll make the next step. You guys will say yes to each other. And you are currently planning your wedding as well. Yes. So how will this look like? So this will be an Indian American fusion wedding. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have two ceremonies, two short versions of an American ceremony and then a Hindu ceremony. And then it'll just be one big party afterwards. But it'll it's funny enough, it's going to be a destination wedding for everyone because no one is from, or I have one friend who's from Connecticut. Every other guest is going to be like either from out of the country or just from different parts of the U.S., But we chose this venue in Connecticut. It's called Wadsworth Mansion because there's like a lot of a lot of moving pieces, specifically with um, an Indian wedding. There's a lot of different parts to it that need to happen. And they already had experience with Indian American weddings before. And they were like, for example, there's something called the Bharat, which is where Ankit will have to ride up to the house on a white horse. And they were like, oh yeah, we have like a horse contact that you guys, so like- <laughs> We have a horse guy. Yeah, they're like, we have a horse guy. So like that just already put us at ease. And again, the wedding day is going to be a little bit longer than like what a standard wedding would be. And they were comfortable with that. So they were very accommodating. And you do have a wedding planner as well, right? To support you. Yes. We do. She's awesome. She's amazing. When we first started the process, we were, I was confident because my, um, my undergraduate degree was in event planning. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to plan my own wedding. It'll be amazing. Like I know how to do this. Totally fine. And then like this summer, I, or I guess it was like August or September. I was like trying to dive back into it while now starting back into my master's classes 
And I think too, because I have a French number, like these American companies thought I was like a scammer or something because no one was picking up my phone call because they like didn't recognize what like a plus three, three country code was. So I couldn't get them to call me back. And then I was emailing being like, and just with the time difference, I was like, Ankit, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Like I can't do this. This is, I can't add this stress on top of my school stress. And especially too, like she's in Connecticut. So she has contacts, whereas it would be so much harder for us to be like, well, we hope this caterer is okay because we've never seen them before where she's like, oh yeah, I've I've worked with them before. Like their weddings are beautiful or like, oh, I would maybe not do this or do that. Like she's, she's amazing. We're so lucky to have her. Yeah. Because how difficult is it um, to basically combine Two, two weddings, two cultural weddings, if you could say so. Um, I mean, Ankit, are your parents or is your family very traditional? Like, what are their expectations and what are the expectations of your family, Colleen? So how do you make it match? So in my case, uh, I, I thought my family would have more expectations than they actually did. My parents are more chill than I thought they were. They they understand that this is like a mixed wedding. They just want us to be happy and they care about all the practical aspects of it. The fact that it's going to be expensive so we cannot do everything. There's going to be a time limit so we cannot do everything. Uh, it's not just Indian. So we have to do things that works for everyone. And they're, they're very practical about it. There's certain things in the Indian wedding which are more important for uh, the wedding itself and uh, for the guests. There's a few such things which they have mentioned, but other than that, they're not imposing that you have to do this, that, and stuff like that. It's just just very light nudging that try to see, try to make sure that you have this and that, but those seem like really small things. It's nothing major. So it's mostly just the two of us deciding how to best combine yeah. our cultures uh, in a way that works for both of us and doesn't feel like it's there's not enough Indianness or there's not enough of American uh, culture. Both of us feel included and it's it, it's just it's an exciting group project. <laughs> Although Colleen, <laughs> of course, Colleen does most of the work as usual. Yeah. Yes. As most of our group projects, I am the group project leader. But it was definitely, we've had to have some really hard conversations at the beginning because we never had to face anything on this scale before of trying to fuse our cultures. And again, like it's so much money. We We hadn't spoken to our parents before we talked to each other. So we had expectations of what they we thought they wanted and you know it's hard to combine both of those into one day and fuse it all together and so yeah we had to have a lot of tough conversations of you know this isn't fully an american wedding this isn't fully an indian wedding so it's going to be more it's going to be something neither family has ever seen before it's going to be something we've never experienced before but that's okay because it's going to be this new amazing thing we can't compare it to what we've seen before because it's not the same 
And I mean, of course, you do have expectations as well. Um, even though if it's something you've never seen before or experienced before, but um, you do have a certain expectation. And I think it's also important to realize or, yeah, to make sure that it's about you guys. It's about your love. And it's not about, of course, you want to accommodate your family and friends and give the best experience um, to, to everyone. But it's your love. You're celebrating your love. You're showing your love. Um, and this is also very important as well to, to focus on yourself yeah. as well as on your relationship. Yeah, 50% and Kit, 50% Colleen, and 100% you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're so cheesy. <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> that was very cute always oh, good for a surprise um so yeah when is the wedding exactly going to be in september next year which date september 25th 2021 that's a nice day so you still have a little bit of time to plan everything yeah yes Yes, we bought our Indian wedding attire, but we still have to get our American attire. We have the venue and the photographer, but we still have to do a lot of our other vendors. But again, with our wedding planner, it's it's now like a fun process again. Yeah. We just, we just want to make sure that uh, we just hope that COVID is gone. Yes. Because that's going to add a lot of restrictions that we are not really planning for right now yeah yeah but i'm pretty positive yes to be honest so things look good for you what advice could you give i mean i mentioned um, a couple of times that you guys are hosting a podcast as well so the ldr podcast in which you're sharing a lot of advice But out of your perspective, what advice could you give the long-distance relationship community? For me, I, in many ways, I feel like the most important thing in any relationship, but especially in a long-distance relationship, is communication. Like you, you, you talk about how you feel. If you're not the kind of person who shares everything or shares their feelings, it becomes just really hard because then the other person has to make a lot of guesses and they don't get to see you every day. So they have they have a completely different picture of who you are than what you actually are or how you feel. So it's 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 important to understand what the other first person is feeling and express how you feel. And if you have concerns, if there's certain things that you feel like if I bring this up, it's going to lead to conflict. You need to bring it up. You need to not be afraid to basically talk. Talking is very important. And that's like most of what a long distance relationship is, but it's also just super important in any kind of relationship. Yeah. Well, you took my answer. So I guess I'll have to come up with something different, but I guess I guess try and see the silver lining of the long distance and appreciate the time that you are alone. Like there are days that I joke with on kit that I'm like, I can't wait 
till it's someday in the future. And I'm going to be so sick of you that I'm going to be like, I just wish I was back and we were doing long distance just for 15 minutes, just so I could have some freedom, just some alone time. So I think just the opportunity, like, um, I'm just really grateful. Again, we've just had a very supportive relationship that I've gotten to come to Paris and enjoy it. And I get, I don't get to see Ankit, but I get to see my friends so much more than maybe I would if we were living in the same city. You know, I get to explore my interests and my hobbies and I don't have to factor in another person. So I think having this time before we start our own family is really precious. And I think learning to enjoy that. And I think that's even how our podcast kind of came about because it was a a passion project of mine. And because I had this time by myself to really think about it, it was able to really develop from there. And it was fun to then bring Ankit into the project. Yeah, that's true. Because we also made the same experience while dating on long distance. At least I kind of realized how important it is to have some time with yourself and of course we were both looking forward to um close the distance but now we're living together since summer 2017 so july Mm. 2017 and you kind of forget as well how it was to date in long distance because things that get to like I mean, I wouldn't say they're normal because we know that we are not normal. Um, <laughs> like in general, we're not normal. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just, it's just like you kind of forget what you've been through. It's, it's, it's sad to say, but then on the other hand, because um, at least I know that there were times I was very sad and frustrated. And I'm sure he was as well, even though if he wouldn't uh, admit it. Um, (laughs) But um, you kind of push it away because now we're living together and we are so used to each other and we still love each other a lot. So marrying this guy was one of the best decisions, even though if I freaked out before. Um, So, yeah, it's actually it's better than you expected to be living together. Good. We like to hear that. Sorry. We always like to hear when couples close the gap that they're like, no, it's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. far, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you have to adjust. It's um, In the beginning, it's quite difficult, I would say, because as you said, like you're still individuals. You lived your life before. You have your own culture. You're bringing this culture like in person when meeting um, together. And yeah and then you ask yourself the question is there a middle or you always have to make compromises also when we think about where we want to live in future like i mean that's also why it's so important what Ankit said about communication having a flow of communication it's important for you know to set expectations with the other person in the end yes you're independent but you know, you also chose to be with the other person and you have, you know, to be accountable for. So, exactly. Yeah, it's all the pros and cons. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love when you say stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. 
So yeah, he's right. I can only agree with you. So when are you guys going to see each other again? We hope to see each other for Christmas. Right. So this is going to be a really short time apart because we just saw each other in France. Uh, after eight months apart, we're going to have, it's weird to have just a few weeks apart. Yeah. Like we're like so not used to it. Like it's only at this point, it's like almost two weeks to until the day that we see each other. And we're so used to it being like, six more months and hopefully we'll see each other, but we don't know when. And like for us to have a definite date and have it be so soon, like it is, it's like uncomprehensible. But after that, we don't know. Yeah. And then back into the, I don't know land, but day by day. Latest September next year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hopefully sooner, maybe to check out the venue and uh, to take care of a few details. It would be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. yeah. One little road trip together before getting married, the big day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're really excited for that. And we would love to um, basically also stay in touch with you to see how you guys are going to close the distance hopefully soon and the next steps i mean it sounds super exciting and i'm sure you won't get bored at all at least when you guys are together because you seem to be a very dynamic couple and it seems like you guys have so much to share that most probably we could talk like for several hours i just love it <laughs> <laughs> i know Anke and i were saying we're we're bummed that well, first of all, we're bummed that he and I don't live in the same city, but then we're bummed that we don't live in the same city as you guys. We're like, we would love to be couple friends with them. They're so fun. <laughs> so if you guys are ever in Paris or Montreal, please hit us up. We would love to see you in person. I mean, yeah. Paris is most likely that we'll make it soon. Yeah. Most probably next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 seriously. No. <laughs> that would be cool. Because we are planning this venture. And um, Paris is on our bucket list. I've never been to Paris. It should be ashamed. <gasps> it's so close to Germany and I've never been to Paris. Yeah, but I feel like that's almost like, it's almost more understandable because it's so close that you're like, oh, I'll see it eventually. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm I'm from India and I haven't seen a lot of the biggest places that people go to India for. Like I haven't been to the Taj Mahal. I've never seen it. There's, and a bunch of other things like that. I've just always lived in my city or my grandparents' cities and whatever's there I've seen. But I haven't really... There's a lot of places that I haven't seen in, in India just because it's like, well, I'll, I'll see it eventually because I'm in India. I can do it anytime. And then you just never do it. Yeah, that's true. And India is big. I mean... Yeah, yeah it's that's true. <laughs> it's a little bit bigger than Germany. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And uh, if you can tell the audience where they can meet you online, that'd be great. On Facebook, on Instagram. So we are on Instagram and Twitter at the LDR podcast. And you can find our podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, 
uh, Stitcher and Anchor FM, and it's the LDR podcast. Thank you for your time. I was just going to say thank you guys so much for having us. Yes, it was such a pleasure. And we're so excited to have you on our podcast. So it'll be awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Bye bye. Ciao. We really enjoyed this conversation with Anki and Colleen. We do think that they do have a very, very healthy relationship. They know each other very well and we are super excited to see when and how they are going to close the distance and what's going to come next for them. If this conversation was as inspiring for you as it was for us, make sure to check them out on Instagram. It's the LDR podcast. And yeah, if you are not following us yet, um, it's International Love Story on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think about today's episode and about our episodes in general. We always love to get feedback. Um, take care, please. And yeah, hear you soon. Bye.